Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the lives that we were created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. See, y'all better give me a hand clap because I did that without looking at my notes. I won't be, I'm not sure I can do it again, so I'm just not going to do that. But uh, truly called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And I think about the message behind me right now, right? It's bigger than you and it's to be human. This message is so necessary during this season. We are called to live, commanded to love, commissioned to serve, commissions to serve and now more than ever all of these mantras all of these things about who we are as as fcbc community is so important for us today so i'm getting ready Uh, if you have your bibles you can open up your bibles if it's digital you can open up digitally on your phone Um, and if you have a real bible um, a physical one i actually did bring mine with me but i decided to just write my text on my paper So y'all are the holy writers if y'all have a real Bible in your house this morning. And the text reads this morning, it's going to be from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And this is going to be verses 19, 25, and 26. So verse 19, 25, through 26. So we got 19. We're going to go over to 25 through 26. So when you have it, say you got it. Put your thumbs up um, in the live stream. Uh, Let somebody know that you have uh, the scripture this morning. And verse 19 reads, and I'm going to read it from the Message Bible this morning. But I also want to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are a part of. I'll read that one more time. But I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how significant you are, it is only because, it is only because of what you are a part of. Verses 25 through 26 reads, the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives. Together as a church, every part dependent on every part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. I'm going to read that one more time. The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every top part dependent on every part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. 
the parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. And if one part flourishes, every part enters into the exuberance. FCBC family, if I had to title this sermon this morning, the title would be, We're All Essential. We're all essential. Let us pray this morning. God, we thank you for this moment. God, where we can be encouraged by your word. That your voice is moving in this space, God. That your voice is speaking now, God, even in the wilderness, God. You are speaking to us. God, take this opportunity in this moment right now to encourage somebody. To remind somebody that they are part of a bigger narrative. That they are part of a body. That they are not alone during this season, God. God, we thank you and we love you. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. You all may be seated this morning. So one of the words that we've been hearing a lot lately is the word essential. So that word is being used a lot uh, to reference, particularly during this season, individuals that have to go to work, right? So essential individuals are doctors and nurses, all of our healthcare workers, anybody that delivers your package from the UPS person, for the folks that work at Amazon, all of these individuals have been deemed essential, right? Without them, what is happening in our current circumstance in our world, they are needed, they are important to what is happening. And I'm so grateful for all of them. And I've been told that we have some doctors and nurses that are even watching us in the hospital. So right now, I just wanna give you a round of applause to wherever you are to give our doctors, our nurses, our healthcare professionals, all the individuals that work in the hospital. One of our uh, trustees, Ebony Ebene Carrington, she's the CEO of Harlem Hospital. I know she's doing a phenomenal job right now. And we want to continue to encourage them and say thank you for all the phenomenal work that they are doing to keep us alive, well, and healthy. And so when I thought about that word essential and how it's been used a lot during this season, I thought, well, let me look it up. Let me look up the definition of essential. And essential just means anybody that's absolutely necessary or extremely important, right? So anybody that's absolutely necessary or extremely important. And so I was like, okay, okay, essential. And so then I was walking on, um, I was on Instagram and somebody posted this photo. And I was like, and I, and I responded to this girl and I said, hey, where, where's this photo? Where, where, like, where is this in Harlem? Um, and she said, it's on 115th and Manhattan. So I said, okay. So I went to 115th and Manhattan. And this was the photo uh, that I took on that day. I want to see if the, our digital team, it says, we're all in this together. So this was outside of somebody's home here in Harlem on 115th and Manhattan that says, we're all in this together. And so I began thinking, well, if we're all in this together, wouldn't that mean we're all essential? If we're all in this 
together, wouldn't it mean that everyone, every single one of us, every single person on this earth is essential to the fight? That what is happening right now in our world, the pain, the suffering that we're seeing all across the globe, you see, it's not just happening here in New York City. It's happening in Italy, and it's happening in China, and it's happening in Spain, and France, and on the continent of Africa. Everywhere we go, the world is suffering right now. And the reason why this makes it so that we're all essential is because the fight and this experience that we're having right now, it's communal. You see, this is not an individual loss right now. This is a communal loss. We have all communally lost something. Whether it's the loss of human connection, whether it's the, a literal loss of a loved one right now in this season, we are communally all experiencing this loss. It is a communal loss, a communal suffering, and a communal grieving right now. We as a globe and as a country and as a society and as people are communally grieving. And so what do you do when what it is that you're experiencing as a society, what do you do when it's communal? What do you do when we're all in this together? What do you do when the loss is communal, when the suffering is communal? Well, it means then our response has to be communal. See, it's not an individual faith. It's a communal faith. Each one of us have individual testimonies and individual stories of how God brought us over. And so during this season right now, you are required to bring that individual strength, that individual testimony, that individual warrior spirit to this communal fight. You see, we're all in the ring together. There is no one person outside of the ring. We're all in the ring together. We're all fighting this thing together. And so because we're fighting this thing together, it requires a communal response. We have to respond as people together. Because as the text says this morning, that when one person hurts, the whole body hurts. When one person is suffering, the whole body is suffering. And so this morning, as I'm thinking about all the individuals that shared with me about their loved ones passing this week, you see, when they're hurting, I'm hurting too. When they're grieving, I'm grieving with them. With every tear that they cry, there are tears streaming down my face. This suffering, this fight, you see it's communal. And we've got to bring our individual testimonies. And when I think about what Paul was doing in this text, you see he was speaking to the different factions and divisions that were happening in Corinth. People were divided. People were claiming to be a part of whatever set they wanted to be a part of. You know, they was like, look, I'm a Paul of Paul's set. You know what I'm saying? That's the set I belong to. 
You know, they had their different sets. They wanted to claim stake to whoever they wanted to claim to. But what Paul was saying was that we're all one body. And every one of the gifts that you've given, you see, it's for the greater collective. It's not just for you, but it's for the greater collective. And that no one gift superseded another. They were all essential. Everyone, every part of that body, essential to the fight, essential to that work. And what's so beautiful is that the undergirding message or the undergirding power of all of our gifts of what makes us essential is love. That's the undergirding power is love. Doesn't matter what gift you have. If you don't have love, then you don't have nothing. If your gift that you're operating in this season is not operating in love, when we are in this communal fight, when the world is suffering, if it is not operating in love, then what does your gift really matter? We are globally, we are right now. When you look all across the news and you see that there are 6.6 million individuals that have applied for unemployment and our lines for the food pantries and the food banks are increasing. And you see the pain all over the world. And you see doctors are fighting every single day without the necessary equipment. What are you doing in this season? The last two weeks they've been, I've seen, there's been a lot of different challenges on Instagram. Um, and I have not participated in any of them. I probably won't. Um, <laughs> one, because no. But there's all these different challenges that are happening. And one of the challenges that I saw most recently um, was started by Tyler Perry. And he talked about the he's got the whole world in his hand challenge. Um, and John Leslie actually did send me a video of him singing. Um, he's got the whole world in his hands. Um, and so this challenge, they had all these indiv different individuals on Instagram, um, different celebrities, Jennifer Hudson, all these powerful individuals, right, with powerful voices, voices that God did not bless me with, um, were singing that God has got the whole world in God's hands. And so as I was thinking about it, I said, yeah, that's beautiful, right? God's got the whole world in God's hands. Yeah, that makes sense. I said... But then God started to shake something up in my spirit. And God was saying, what if it's just not God holding the world up right now? What if it's just not God holding the world up right now? What if in this season and in this moment, it is our divine beings, our divine energies that make up the cells that are holding God's hands right now in this season. What if we are the cells that make up the tissue, that make up the muscle that are currently holding the world up right now? We are holding the world up collectively, participating with God in this moment. What does that then say? about what we are supposed to do in this season. When we are the cells 
that make up the tissue, that make up the muscle, that make up the ligaments that are holding the world up. A world that is grieving, a world that is suffering, a world that is in pain. What if it's our hand, our cells that are holding the world up right now? What does that then mean about when we say that God is in control? Are we void of responsibility? Are we too responsible? What, if it, what does it mean when I'm saying that we're also holding the world up? Then that means that we are co-creators and co-participators in healing the world right now. And holding the world up right now. We are participating with God actively in this moment. I was reading an article in... Uh, Dr. Harvey sent this to me as we were both talking about my sermon. He's been my, my partner in thought this week. Um, he's been essential to me, so I'm grateful for him this morning in helping me to really work out this word uh, because the weight of what's happening right now is real. What's happening in this world is real. And so he sent me, and I was telling him some of my thoughts. I told him this idea of the world holding it up. And he said, well, you should read about Katherine Keller. And I saw, her name sounds familiar. I think I remember her in divinity school. And he was like, you know, she has the same sort of idea that you're talking about, right? This idea of us participating with God in what is happening in our lives and what is happening in the world. And so I found this um, quote that I think really stands out in the language. If you're from FCBC, you will know, you'll hear this language and you'll have to make a shout this morning. And it says, she says this morning that the image emerges of God and the world as all in. Whew, let me read that for y'all. The image emerges of God as in the world as all in and moving towards the future with real risk. In this reality, we conceive here a divinity who is potentially all in all and as such, relational through and through, requiring, somebody say requiring, even if it's digitally, say requiring, our participation. Oh, come on, I think you missed that. But what God is saying or what Catherine Keller is saying in this moment is that in opportunities where the world is suffering, one, it exposes and it shows us and reminds us of our humanity and of our vulnerability. And in this moment, God is being relational and in God's presence and in God's power that he is inviting us also with our divinity, matching God's divinity to participate, to participate and with real risk, collectively moving towards healing the present suffering of this world. Us and God. You see, when we say all in here at FCBC, we don't just mean we're all in. We mean we're all in with God. God is all in with us. We are co-participating in this moment, in this experience. And that is what happens when we walk this walk with God. God is revealing God's self to us. God is revealing who we are. And God is revealing our relationship to this world. 
And God is saying to us in our relationship to this world that you too are participating in this moment in healing the brokenness. In healing the brokenness. And what's so beautiful is that we don't have to all be strong at the same time. You see, I can wake up this morning and have every fiber of my cell, if I'm a cell of all, every fiber of my being, every fiber of my divinity, if it has strength this morning, and for you, if you have woken up this morning feeling weak, feeling overwhelmed, just know that I'm holding you up. And so you see, what I realized was that our bodies, you see, they're made up of over 37.2 trillion human cells. That's more than a stimulus package, y'all. 37.2 trillion human cells. That's what our bodies are made up of. And so if we realize that our bodies are made up of that many cells and that they are all working together, that it doesn't matter in this moment if you find yourself unable to do your part. Because you see, just by surviving, just by being, just by existing, you are also deemed essential. And you too are participating in this moment. And where you find yourself weak, there are those of us that are strong in this moment and our energies are reverberating throughout this world right now to hold you up in this moment. For whatever you feel, we are holding you up. Because you see, it's a collective thing. It's a collective thing. And every part of the hand, the joints, the ligaments, you see, it all goes back to the cells. And they're all essential. They're all essential. And because they're all essential, and because they're all dependent on each other, it means that we become dependent on one another during this season. And what's so great is I had an opportunity in, to learn a little bit more about cells. And so Dr. Harvey reminded me, he was like, you know, have you ever heard of cell adhesion molecules? I was like, no. He was like, you know, I listened to the web. He told me he gets the WebMD journal, the, the medical journal, y'all. He reads that. He ain't even a doctor. He reads that, which I think is so great. But he was telling me about this concept. And so I said, okay, well, let me go look it up. And I did some reading and then it got too complicated. And I was like, this ain't my ministry. So I was like, let me call my best friend who's a doctor out in New Orleans. Um, and I said, let me, let me just call her. Let me just get some more information about this cell adhesion molecule thing, right? And I said, hey, Ed, and I said, can you explain to me what cell adhesion molecule is? She says, okay. She's, this is a text. We're having a text conversation. And she says, you see, cell adhesion molecules, they're essentially proteins and gating channels used between individual cells. Mind you, these are her words, not mine. To allow them to work together. You see, whether it's to transfer information between one another or to keep them stuck to one another. Read that one more time. She said that they are essentially proteins and gating channels used between individual cells to allow them to work together. 
whether it's to transfer information between one another or to keep them stuck to one another. I say, okay, that makes sense. That's good. That's good. I can use that tomorrow. Okay, we're, we're all, you know, we got these cell adhesion molecules that are keeping us stuck to one another and helping us to send information to help, helping us to send our, our, our good vibes and our good energies and our strength to our loved ones and our friends that are currently feeling grief, that are currently feeling turmoil and pain right now. And I said, okay, that's great. And I said, I text her back and I said, okay, well, just, is there any other information I should know about its benefits? And she responds to me. She said, heaven, it's not really a benefit as it is essential to life. Let me say that one more time. She said, heaven, it's not really a benefit. This thing that you're talking about, this concept of cell adhesion molecule, it's not just a benefit. It's not something that just is added on to the way that our bodies are, are working right now. She said, no, it's not really a benefit as it is essential to life. This moment in this time, in this global fight, the way that we are communicating to one another, the way that we are digitally creating human connection, the way that we're sending our energies, our divine spirits out into the universe, it's essential to our livelihood right now. It's essential to our being. It's essential to ensure that at the end of this, that even though we're going to be scarred, even though we're going to be bruised, that we'll still come out this together. That we'll still come out this together. And what's going to come out of this moment is a communal memory of what God did. You see, we have individual memories, right? Individual memories of what God did for us. I have those. Individual memories of what God did for me in my life. But after this season, even after the virus and we experience aftershock of what is to come, the economy failing, people experiencing unresolved grief, because they couldn't bury their loved ones, because they couldn't physically be present with them. The aftershock, the pain that's going to happen, the pain that's going to be real, it requires that we're all essential in this moment because everybody's going to need us and we're going to need everybody. We're going to be mutually dependent on each other and we're going to have a communal memory that we will create that will sustain us as a body, not as individuals, but as a body from generation to generation. And I know right now you're saying, how can I be essential? You see, if you're calling that senior that you wanna make sure doesn't feel alone, you're essential. You see, if you're homeschooling your kids that are driving you crazy right now, you're essential. Whatever it is that you are doing to participate in a greater human act is essential. And for those of you that are feeling so much pain right now, and in particular, I'm speaking to those that have lost loved ones right now, your survival after this is essential. 
I know it may not feel like it in this moment, but your survival is essential. And what I think is so great is, you know, the, the, the untimed, you know, uh, Bill Weathers passed away this week. And I kept thinking about his song, Lean On Me. When you're not strong, I'll be your friend to help you to carry on. It won't be long till I'm going to need somebody to lean on. And I think this message and this word and his song is so timely right now that as a community, as we're experiencing this communal suffering and that we are interdependent on each other, on each cell. And if there are those of you this morning that are feeling low, just know that you can lean on me. You can lean on the choir this morning. You can lean on all the divine beings this morning that are sending out strength and love. You can lean on us. And so as the choir begins to sing this song this morning, I want you to acknowledge where you are in this moment. And if you're the one that needs to lean on somebody, do that right now. And if you are somebody that can allow someone to lean on you, be that right now in this moment. Offer yourself up a posture of leaning, whether it's to be leaned on or to be the person that someone can lean on. So let's sing this together as a congregation and as a body of people all across this globe that we can lean on each other and that we can hold the world up. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.